You're listening to the Broncos Audio Zone. Thank you for joining us here on the Neutral Zone. I'm Phil Milani, joined as always by Eric Dalala, And we're happy to also uh, have in studio with us Ben Swanson and Emily Samanskis. We've got a great show uh, in store for you here after the Broncos. Uh, another tough loss against the Jacksonville Jaguars, 26-24 for the second straight home game. The Broncos lose on a final field goal as time expires. Last second field goal. That was one way to describe yeah. it. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, like we like to do on Mondays here, we go through Vic Fangio's uh, day after press conference. We'll talk about the shocking news. Bradley Chubb out for the season with a partially torn ACL. We'll talk about how the Broncos can regroup here. No pity party in the NFL. Uh, we'll talk about what happened with the running defense as the Jaguars racked up 269 yards on the ground against the Broncos' defense. And then uh, also, uh, in Vic Fangio's mind, what does it mean turning it around this uh, this week? Um, as the Broncos sit at 0-4, the franchise has never been 0-5 ever in the 60-year uh, history. Not ideal. Not ideal, Eric. Um so uh, first of all, let's get to the big news here on Monday. Bradley Chubb out for the season. How big of a loss is that, Eric? I mean, probably about as big of a loss as you can have just because I think he was probably playing better than any defensive player on this roster. Uh, obviously, Von Miller is a a proven player, a perennial all-pro, first-team all-pro. I love, I love those. That's kind you, of... You love the all-pros. When it comes to Hall of Fame credentials, nothing... Nothing gets me going like all pros. But, uh, you know, we thought coming into this season that uh, the duo of Bradley Chubb and Vaughn Miller was going to be vaunted. And, uh, you know, they finally got some sacks going, five sacks against uh, Gardner Minshew there. Two from Vaughn, one from Chubb. Um, what is this going to do to the pass rush now? Well, that's kind of what I was getting at there is that you know, you have Vaughn here. You have Chris Harris, who's another really good defensive player. But Bradley Chubb's probably had the best season of any of them. You know, he's had several tackles for loss. Uh, obviously had one sack to Vaughn's two on Sunday, but also forced a fumble there at the end of the game that Minshew was able to pick up, but essentially almost ended the game if that bounces anywhere except straight up into Minshew's hands. Uh, and it now allows defenses to just kind of tee off on Vaughn. You can double-team Vaughn. You can chip Vaughn in the backfield, too, if you want to with a running back. You don't have to worry about another guy coming around because the Broncos can replace Bradley with Malik Reed if they want to or Justin Hollins or sign somebody off the street. But you're, you're just not going to be able to find the production from one guy uh, that you were able to with Bradley Chubb. So I don't know, Phil, if you think that means they're going to have to dial up more blitzes or what, but Vaughn's about to go back to where he was in 2016 with kind of an aging DeMarcus Ware that wasn't maybe 100% um, and kind of figure out a way to still be productive because otherwise this Broncos defense is probably in some trouble. Yeah, I think that it's a, a, it's a big blow. Um, here's what uh, Vic Fangio had to say on Monday about how big of a loss this is. That's uh, a huge loss. You know, he's one of our better players, obviously. He's a tempo setter. Great player, great person, leader, all that. You know, so it is a loss. Yeah, and I mean, I think that you, you're going to miss some of the leadership skills that Bradley Chubb brings. And, um, you know, now teams will be able to, uh, you know, focus more on Vaughn. And we'll have to see maybe uh, they'll go out and pick up a free agent. Um, I know that Dakota Watson was a name that was floated out during the press conference. But for the time being, I guess that means more Malik Reed. Yeah, I would think so. But... Again, one guy is not going to be able to do what Bradley Chubb did. Um, and if you're Vaughn, I wonder what you're thinking right now because you haven't been able to get the production that you'd like this year. Um, you had the two sacks, but then you have a roughing the passer penalty at the end of the game. Uh, no other sacks on the season, and now you're kind of you're expected to still get sacks because fans are going to want to see that from you as the, the top-paid defensive player on this team. But things just got a lot more difficult. And then for Bradley, I mean, imagine how down he must feel right now. Coming off a 12-sack rookie season, everybody's talking about how great you're going to be this year. And you start 0-4, and, 
and you know you have the game right in your hands essentially and can't come up with a fumble and then you find out the next morning that your ACL is partially torn. And that's an interesting thing. Well, one, Bradley Chubb's been through this before he tore his ACL when he was in high school, his junior year. Um, but like you mentioned there, he woke up and found out that he tore his ACL. It's, it was kind of confusing as to where he actually hurt himself in the game because he had the cramps. He went down. He had to go into the locker room, returned, and played, uh, continued to play uh When uh, Vic Fangio was asked about where it was that uh, Chubb actually tore his ACL, here's what he had to say. Well, he did have cramps. You know, that was separate. Um, And then he did hurt his knee at some point in the game. But he felt good enough to come back in. And and actually, he played that last series pretty damn well. Had some really good pass rushes, caused that fumble that we weren't able to get. So, you know, he was as, as surprised, I think, as anybody this morning. When he woke up feeling the way he did. Yeah, I mean, tough to uh, just wake up and uh, like, what, I tore my ACL? That ever happened to you? That actually has never happened to me. What about wake up and your back is just immobilized and you can't move? Uh, I have hurt my back before, but not where I just woke up and it happened. Real, I was pretty sure. Real back injury or fake one? Cause actual I know you've had, back injury. I know you've had no, both. actual back injury. I've not, I've not had a fake one. Agree to disagree. <laughs> no, I mean, when I was kind of evaluating the injuries from this game, just in my head, I was like, well, Josie Jewell picked up an injury. Is that going to be serious? You know, Emmanuel Sanders actually looked like he, I thought he tore his Achilles again on that last mm. drive. Because he, he just ran out of bounds on that last play? Or are you talking about earlier than that? No, earlier in the drive, he caught the pass. and was going across the middle and stepped really awkwardly uh-huh. and as he got tackled. Uh, and then kind of he took a second to get up, and then he limped all the way across the field to get back in formation. And yep. it looked like he was either going to have to come off the field or something was really wrong. So those were the guys that I was kind of worried about. Um, and then I was thinking, oh, well, Bradley's knee is probably a little banged up. Maybe he's limited in practice this week. And then you get the news that, that it's torn. Yeah, I mean, uh, when it rains, it pours, I guess, for this Broncos team as they sit at 0-4 and lose one of their best players Um you know, how do you think that this team is going to be able to regroup as they get set to face an AFC division, you know, foe here in the L.A. Chargers? I mean, it's tough because I think Chubb is one of those guys that you were probably relying on to help you regroup. You know, he's a second-year player, but he's proven that he can play in this league last season. Um, he's vocal. I think some guys on the defense look up to him, and so he's one of those players that you probably needed to say, hey, let's stay on track, let's keep it going. Uh, we've got a, a big opportunity against a division opponent. So without him, I don't know if that means Vaughn needs to take on more of a leadership role. He's traditionally, it seems, been more of a lead-by-example, quiet type of guy. Um, we know Chris Harris uh, can make himself hurt at times, but I think he also is vocal in both good times and bad, so that can be difficult. So Emmanuel I, is pretty vocal. Well, But I think you need somebody on the defensive side of the ball to kind of address that unit because the offense, they played perfect by no means. Joe Flacco had that interception at the end of the first half that kind of swung things in my opinion, but he did, he did regroup the offense. And I think there's something to having a veteran guy that can say, guys, let's focus, let's go down the field and score. And I don't know if the defense had that at the end of the game when they, for the second time in three weeks had a chance to close out the game on the final drive and allowed a game winning field goal. So somebody on the defense needs to step up there from a leadership perspective, or that needs to be Vic Fangio paying a little more attention to that unit. Yeah. I just think that this is sort of uncharted territory for this Broncos team in recent history, because we're so used to defense being the stronger side of the ball around here, but slowly here, it seems like the offense, at least the, you know, on Sunday against Jacksonville was the stronger side of the ball. And, and you know, that turnover before halftime was big, but you should, one turnover shouldn't be able to swing the entire outcome of a game. I agree. And they held them to three points. So you should be able to say, Hey, we got away with that one. Kind of it's not like they scored a touchdown. Yeah. They got lucky with the uh, penalty there. Otherwise it would have been a touchdown. Answer the face. Yeah. But no, I agree with you that, I don't know if I'd say the the offense is the better unit overall. On they, Sunday, on Sunday. Yeah, but they, they certainly have shown in crunch time their ability to make things happen. In the Oakland Raiders game, Flacco let a drive down the field. 
the defense wasn't able to get a stop against the bears. He leads a game winning. Well, essentially a go ahead touchdown drive defense can't get a stop. Same thing happened uh, this week. And so for whatever reason, and Vic Fangio said this too, I'm not sure if we have this clip pulled, but he said 95% of the time, the call is good and the players are executing it. But for whatever reason, when we're not executing it or the call isn't perfect, it's hurting us a lot more than it should than be. It should be. Yeah. And I mean, but he he only he noted like a one uh, uh, pass play to Fournette early in the game that was in the flat. That was a busted coverage. But he said for the most part, they're just out executing. Yeah, but there were some moments there, especially on the final drive, where you know after the roughing the passer penalty, they seem deflated. You can't exactly you can't immediately go back and allow a twenty-five yard reception or whatever it was that puts you into field goal range because at that point you're done. Yes, I I think that after the roughing the passer penalty, guys were like, "Here we go again." It felt like that at least being it was on almost the sideline. Comical. Yeah, I mean, just uh, it felt like that. I don't know if it actually was that. You know, uh, it seemed like Duke Dawson gave up a play there on the sideline, um, and then it got them right into uh, field goal range. Bosby, I think, was in coverage uh, there. Bosby pull, pushed him out of bounds. Got it. I believe Duke Dawson was in uh, coverage there. I believe. But- I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Or else you could get a, a can of a cheese whiz to the face for this one, too, if you want to. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're, let's, you're a little grumpy at 0-4, huh? <laughs> well, uh, that leads right into our next clip from Fangio. Uh, he says, uh, you know, they got to regroup pretty quickly here. There's no pity parties in the NFL. You know, we just got to keep going. Um, you know, the losses are... Our own doing, you know, injuries don't have an effect on those. We just got to keep going. But um, nobody's feeling sorry for anybody here. Just another one of the things you have to deal with in the NFL during a season. We're not the only team that's had them. Yeah, I mean, they're they're not the only team that has injury problems, but uh, this is certainly going to make things uh, more difficult as 0-4 and losing Chubb. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think the difference between this and what other teams deal with is that the Broncos are kind of already at a crossroads here of you've lost two or three games that you should have won. Arguably uh, you sit at and four, even though the AC AFC is down. Yeah. Not only th- th- only three teams with winning records in the AFC. Right. And can so you name them. I can the Kansas city chiefs, the Buffalo bills and the new England Patriots. Yeah. Everyone else is either uh, two and two or below. I think that's kind of the winning record thing, right? Yeah, I just was hammering that point. Oh, got it. Thank you. So I think, does that help? Hammering? Does that, yes. Does that make you feel better or worse knowing that no one's really run away with it? Or does it make you feel worse because you know, hey, this Broncos team was so close to just being two and two and right in the mix? It makes me feel worse because I think I look at what could have been. And hey, even even if you forget the first three and you just win yesterday, against the Jaguars one and three you're, you're not you're feeling still, terrible you're one game out you go to play the Chargers and if you win that then you're you're right back in that clump of teams that's going to be competing for the next several months I'll, I, say, I'll say this I hadn't I did not see this coming at all Own for I not even in my wildest dreams that I think that was possible no it, it certainly didn't seem like that was going to be I mean I mean just think of what under John Elway before this year the Broncos were 15 and 2 in September home games. Yeah, they and, usually start hot. Exactly. And so I don't think anybody would have saw this coming. Um but the the difference in terms of the injury happening now as opposed to a 3 and 0 team or a 4 and 0 team is that a team that's already kind of on the edge losing a player this good might push them in the wrong direction. It's going to be a test for sure. And um you know, um, our researchers were busy this morning, so I did a little bit of history, Eric. Oh. Yeah, I did some digging up here because Vic Fangio was asked in his press conference if he'd ever been in a situation similar to this to start the season. And, of course, Fangio, this is his 33rd year in the NFL, brought up a couple of points here. He said in 1995, the expansion Carolina Panthers started 0-5. Fangio was the defensive coordinator for that team. That team went on to finish the season seven and nine. Okay. Fangio also brought up the New Orleans Saints in 1986. Fangio was a linebackers coach there. They started one and four. 
That team also finished seven and nine. So we're definitely finishing seven and nine. Is that that's what you're saying? Kinda, that's kind of what I was trying to get to there. Wow. That's kind of interesting. That would be seven and five down the stretch. That would certainly be, if the Broncos finished seven and five, you'd kind of feel like, hey, they turned things around at least a little bit, maybe some positive momentum. That's true. You'd have a better record than you did each of the last two seasons. Seven wins, yeah, correct. <laughs> Those are good facts. <laughs> as good as yours, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things that uh, was also surprising against Jacksonville was the way that they were able to run the ball against the Broncos. How so? Jacksonville ran the ball for 40 yards in the first half. Not bad. You're Bad for, bad for Jacksonville. Good. Bad for Jacksonville. Yeah. Not bad for the Broncos. Correct. In the second half. They also scored six points. Not bad for the Broncos. Nope. In the second half, 229 yards on the ground. Eric, what did you see? A lot of missed tackles. I don't know if that was, I mean, what Vic Fangio said is that, hey, some of that was guys getting frustrated, and then you start to. Your technique breaks down. Exactly. Um, And I don't know if it's guys saying, hey, I don't need to come in full blast because we got these other two guys here or or what was going on, but the fundamentals weren't as good in the second half. And then once Fournette got going, it seemed like guys were just expecting him to pick up five or six yards on every carry because I think the, the, uh, the Jaguars averaged 8.9 yards, if I'm remembering correctly, on first down runs. It's insane. And so when you do that, then you just have to fall forward on second down and you got another first down. Well, what did you see on that 81-yard burst there? Seemed like a lot was going on, on on one play, but really sort of, to me, telling about this this Broncos team right now. Well, a, a couple of things. One, he kind of he got to the edge, which he did a lot. You know, and Derek Wolf said after the game, and I don't know if this was him kind of talking about how he did his own job, but he's, he said they weren't running the ball right up the middle. They were kind of going up and getting stuffed there, and then he would bounce it outside, and there wasn't contain. But and I think on that 81-yarder, he went up the middle. Didn't bounce. I think he bounced outside, didn't he? Um, it looked like he ran through uh, what I would think is the B gap. Oh, between it was, I, I think that he went well. It looked like Vaughn was get, being held initially there. Okay, and then he went right through right through that gap there. Got it. Well, also on that play, you have Will Parks, who, I mean, it's not an easy task to tackle Leonard Fournette one on one in space. Got to make that tackle. It didn't happen. Uh, kind of an unfortunate drive for Will in general because he got dragged into the end zone on the touchdown later on that possession. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think that, that play kind of just encapsulated the physicality that the Jaguars had in general in the second half that the Broncos, they weren't able to match it for whatever reason. And it also didn't seem like once the play got busted and, and Fournette was running down the field, it did not seem to me on tape that all 11 guys were were sprinting down the field after him. And, and to me, that's not a good sign. And that's the thing, I think, more than anything, that as the season goes on, you're going to have to make sure that you kind of can control that because the easy thing now is to say, hey, we're 0-4. We're in a really bad spot in terms of making the playoffs. Why should I take off from the opposite side of the field and try to chase this guy down when someone else should do it over there? Yeah, but I think that if you're a player, you gotta you can't think too big picture now. you got to limit things and say, look, we're just trying to win this week. But that's that's coaching, right? Is you got to keep them focused on that because it's easy for it's human yes. nature to think the same way that that we do. Like, hey, they're in a tough spot this season, and players are going to do the same thing. So, as coaches, as leaders in the locker room, you got to keep guys focused on those one game at a time, one that game, mentality. one play at a time. You, and, and you know, these guys they don't want to put bad tape out there. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. You they got to be professionals and come to work. And I think that is that is a hard task to do because, you know, when uh, when things aren't going well, it's hard it's hard to do that. But but uh, it seems like that that was an issue on Sunday. I agree. And, and you know, it was a difficult because um, a lot of the things that we said, oh, if only this would happen for the Broncos, then it would help lead to a win. If only they were playing with a lead. 
Well, that happened, and they still lost. If only they were able to get pressure on the quarterback. Well, they had five sacks, and they still lost. It just seems like each week it's like a new type of thing that, that happens. I agree. And even, I mean, if you think back to that 81-yard run, the Broncos were in position to make something happen. The Jaguars were backed up. And if, exactly. you're, if you're the defense, you're saying, hey, we want you pinned inside the 10-yard line. We want a chance to to stuff Fournette on first down and then get after Minshew. Those are the sort of things that they've been talking about for weeks. And that play kind of showed that, hey, it's a new way to lose. You know Exactly. Here's what uh, Fangio had to say about uh, – the Jaguars racking up 269 yards on the ground. They were blocking us good up front. Um, we were missing tackles out of the secondary corners and safeties at times. And basically we were just getting blocked and the good back had some room and some softness to run through. And he did. And our run defense went south um, starting pretty much starting with the second drive on the second half. Jacksonville had 229 yards on the ground in the second half alone. So he's right there where it happened in the second half. But, you know, at this point in the season, Eric, how do you work on tackling? Well, Vic said that you've got to do it in the classroom. You've got to do it through some drills that don't involve actual tackling. Uh, So that makes things difficult. And I think it's more of just you have to preach to them that they have to want to do it. Otherwise, you're not going to get better at it. He did say it hasn't really been an issue so far. Exactly. But for a Vic Fangio defense, and Vic has been saying since he got here, uh, we're going to be a good tackling team. I'm not going to draft players that aren't good at tackling. We're not going to sign players that aren't good at tackling. He said after the game that that kind of really made him angry on the sideline that they weren't tackling well. Miss Kareem Jackson, huh? Yeah, I mean. I don't think Kareem misses that tackle on Fournette when you come up. I don't know. I think that's a tough assignment for anybody when you're especially a DB who's, you know, Fournette's got probably 30, 40 pounds on in the open field to make that tackle. I mean, maybe Kareem slows him down a little bit more and it's a 30-yard gain instead of 81. Um, But, yeah, it's just you've got to hope it's a fluke really is what what it comes down to. And that kind of speaks to what I was saying is a, Hey, tackling hadn't been a problem all year. And all of a sudden it just pops up. Right. You know, that's frustrating. Well, and he didn't, like I was saying before, in terms of bouncing outside was probably the wrong word, but he did, he did cut back. It was yeah, kind of a design after he was like 30 yards past the line of scrimmage. He started going, no, it was a design run to the left and he cut back and went through the opposite B gap. Mm-hmm, got it. So I think that's kind of what Wolf was talking about is, Hey, we're all playing our assignments. But then one thing is happening that cannot happen, and all of a sudden this guy's getting free. Well, I think that's why. He did make several cutbacks during the the run. He did. And look, Leonard Fournette is a good back, but, I mean, it doesn't matter who you are. You shouldn't be able to do do some of those things. Well, and I don't know if it's a personnel situation because Fournette's not the first back to rush for 200 yards against the Broncos here in the last couple of seasons. Yeah, but last year uh, Todd Gurley, Isaiah Crowell, yeah, both of yeah, them over 200 yards. Um, so I don't know if that's if they're not big enough inside or what the situation is. They're clearly frustrated about it. That much seems clear. Yeah. And gosh, it just feels like maybe if one if they can just get one win, who knows what would happen. It would just change the entire atmosphere because, you know, I think right now, at least la- – I mean, both of us were in the locker room after the game last night. How would you describe what the atmosphere was like? Guys seemed almost like to the point of like what else is going to happen? How else can we lose? Um, Is there anything we can do to fix this? Which felt different to me even than like the Bears game, which the endings were exactly the same. Yeah, but that Bears game, it felt like, oh, I can't believe that like that happened and like maybe you disagreed with a call or whatever right. here or there. Well, they were, they this, were angry. They were yeah. saying, Hey, we, that yeah. was a great team that we should have beaten this week. It was more like, I'm at a loss. I don't, yeah. I don't know how to fix this. Yeah. And that's, exactly. that's kind of more troubling. And you're right that one, uh, one win could kind of turn things around. But I think the same way that the Broncos don't have a lot of margin for error in terms of winning one game, they don't have a lot of margin for error in terms of the season now. Because even if you win a couple games in a row here, 
you're still going to be one and four, two and four, and you just can't afford to lose more than two more games the rest of the year, probably maybe three, if you want to make the playoffs. And so I think that that's where on a small scale, they don't have the margin of error within a game. And on a large scale, they don't have it anymore for a whole season. Some of the guys in the locker room afterward, Philip Lindsay was saying like, Hey, yeah, there's some frustrations there. Families yell with again with each other. Families yeah. fight. Fight. Families fight. Families yell. There was some reporting of some uh you know, some frustrations uh boiling over in the locker room. Here's what uh, Fangio had to say about uh some of those reports. Well, I think what uh, yelling there might have been going on, I wasn't there for much of it because I had to go and do the stuff with you guys, but it's just frustration. And uh in my opinion, it's mostly frustration and Indicative that these guys are frustrated with our record, frustrating with uh, losing a heartbreaking game there where we had a chance to win. So I, I don't view it as a big negative at this point. You don't address it? Oh, I will, but I don't view it as a big negative. So Eric, uh, what did you think about that? He says he doesn't view it as a big negative, but he will address it. Well, he needs to address it, and he said that there, obviously, and then Joe Flacco said after the game, somebody's got to talk to the team because especially given how young they are, they could let this sort of loss kind of tear them apart and end the season, so somebody's got to get them right on the track that they need to be on, um, and I don't know if that's Fangio. I don't know if that's Joe Flacco in a players-only meeting or how you do that, but you're right. There needs to be something said. Whatever was going on, the frustrations have to be – kind of quelled because if you're mad at each other, you're not going to be in any sort of position to go and win games, which gosh, it's only week five. Well, I think that it's human nature because you're like, okay, it's not working. Who, whose fault is it? Who, who do I hold, hold, hold accountable? And then you start looking around the room, you know, but you can't think like that. It's your fault. Exactly. Like when this podcast is thriving and it's uh, going up the charts. We're all happy around here. That's right now. Exactly. Yeah. And all's good. But when this podcast, man, when we first started, it was... It was rough going. I mean, uh, how many fights did we get in about it? I mean, nearly all every day. Time. I mean, we recorded it in like one of those big refrigerator boxes that somebody had left outside the facility. Exactly. We didn't have a studio. Look you, at us now. We though. forgot to record it half the time. Yeah. We called 911 once. These are all facts. <laughs> One of those is true. Actually, two of them are true. The recording and the 911 part is uh, are true. Are both true. Would you yeah. say 911 once or would you say 911 once? Get it? N- yeah, it's 911 once. Okay, but if you say it fast. Yeah, you could kind of forget that. once. Yeah. Inaccurate. We won't do that again. Yeah. That was a mistake. If that's how you dialed it, then we wouldn't have been in that situation. But you know what? We worked through our problems. We overcame that. We had faith in each other. And look at us now. We kept the faith. Yeah. Like Billy Joel. The podcast was so great that... um, The podcast supervisor quit. He quit, but uh, Ben Swanson... He wants to be a part of this thing now, and he's he's pretty excited. It's like a free agents. Free agents sign up to be a part of good teams. Exactly. In the neutral zone... They just keep coming. We can't. There are guests lined up outside the podcast studio. <laughs> yes. And it's it, almost like know, uh, one at a time, please. This might be dating me, but like TRL. Do you Who's remember that show? You? TRL. Oh. Do you remember that show on MTV? TRL. The real life. T, uh, TLC is what you mean, I think. Nope. Tender love and care. Nope. Carson Daly. And people used to just gather on the street outside. Outside of what? Outside their studio to just like, just maybe they could catch a glimpse of who, who was the guest that day. The Daily? The New York Times thing? Oh, my gosh. Don't bring up a competing podcast. <laughs> That's news. That's news. We're sports. Yeah, we're sports. Got it. Got it. So, look, the, the Broncos still have 12 games to go here. And, in, uh, you know, three quarters of the season. Some people might call it that. How do they turn it around? Well, I mean, Vic Fangio talked about it a little bit. We'll hear from him, but you can't focus on, you couldn't do it last week. And I, I don't think they did this for the record, but you can't look at it as we have to win four games in a row or we've got to, you know, we can only lose three more times. 
You've got to approach. You've got to approach each week like it's the last game you have, and put everything you have into it, uh, and go out and give it your all. And kind of funny enough, the teams that seem to be really good in this league do that anyway. The New England Patriots every week, like. I heard Bill Belichick say the New York Jets are going to give us a really tough test a couple weeks ago. Exactly. One week at a time for those guys. And like, But they don't just say it. I think they buy into it and no, they believe it. But, I mean, that's I don't know how you do that because I'm sitting there listening like there's no way the Jets are going to beat the Patriots. Exactly. But you can't think like that because if you slip up for one second in this league, any given Sunday, have you ever heard that saying? You can lose in this league. The inches we need. <laughs> Are everywhere around us. Here's uh, Fangio talking about what it's going to take to turn it around. Turning around, in my, my definition of that, is getting a win this week. Okay? And then we'll worry about the following week. Okay? That's what turnaround means to me. Now, I don't know what it means to you or anybody else, but we're going to do everything we can to win this game this week. Everything they can to, to beat the Chargers here this week, and that's going to be a tough test. I mean, I... Uh, yeah, the Broncos won in Los Angeles last year on a last-second field goal, but uh, it, it is a tough—that's uh, a tough task to go beat Philip Rivers and company. Yeah, and that game—I don't know how the Broncos won because the Chargers, the Chargers <laughs> were well, the Chargers were in complete control, and then Rivers kind of threw it. Rivers threw a silly interception. He threw a ball into the ground on the last Chargers drive that kind of gave the Broncos even a chance to have that last-minute field goal. Um, I'm not sure if that was just a silly interception or if that was a heck of a play by Von Miller last year. I think it can be both. That was more Von Miller, what I about, think. What too. about the end of the game where it was third down and Phillip Rivers threw an incompletion? In he got spooked. He thought Von was somewhere nearby. So you, well, got scared. should have taken a sack there. Yes, he should the have. The clock would have kept running at least. Yes, but and that was a very good Chargers team as we found out last year. Yeah, and I think they're figuring out now hey, the NFL is tough. You can't just be good one year and automatically come back and be, what were they last year, Swanson, 12-4, and four, something like that? You can't, yes. just, can't just do it again yeah. automatically. And they've had their share of injury problems too as well. Uh, Hunter Henry, their great tight end, he's been injured, banged up here. So Russell Okung. Yeah. Mike Williams. Melvin Gordon just got back. Is he back officially? He played in the game against the Dolphins. So, I, knew, I knew that. So he, so he would be back. <laughs> I, I, I knew that. He played, huh? He did. Wow. Swanson can tell you his stat line. Yep, Swanson. Uh, Take it away. Your first time. Your first time hearing your voice. Let me just let's cue it up nicely. The great A. Ben Swanson. Take it away. Hello. I'm not seeing any rushes here. Oh, Ooh, uh, maybe uh, Eric lied. Bad health. Did you lie? Mm, pretty sure he played. Oh, you were really I'll check confident. The snap count. You were really confident. Just what, a second. Uh, ago. Why did you cut off my Al Pacino impression a, a minute ago? That's kind of what I really want to know. From any given Sunday. Yeah. Sorry. Where Where does that rank for you among uh, football movies in general? Low. Really? To me, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. He's, the, he's actually the only guy who did not play who was active for the Chargers. I think I said he was active. Oh, I don't think I said he played. Is that what you uh-huh. said? Uh-huh. I think we'll I said he was active. We'll have to check the tape. Mm. Tape don't lie. That's interesting. So maybe they just had him there in case their running backs got hurt? Well, what if yeah. he wasn't in shape? What if he wasn't ready to rock? Do you think he'll be ready this week? He's going to play yeah, probably. this week. That, that would be like the Broncos' he'll be, luck. He'll be active this week. That would be very uh, Broncos-y to just have Melvin Gordon return right in time for the game against the Broncos. Emily Samanskis is having a very hard time shutting the door. That's why you don't leave the studio while you while recording, you know? That's true. Sort of an unwritten rule of the neutral zone. Emily, what was your favorite part about what we just talked about? Her microphone was off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would have to say all of it. I think you guys are on your game today. I thought you were just wow. going to be like, shout out to mom and dad. <laughs> Canuck, Canuck mom. Shout out to Canuck mom. Her roasting Phil, yes. Canuck mom really turned on me. I like it. Hurt my feelings. You know, for for Canadian, I did not see that coming. I think that's what hurt my feelings the most. Sorry. No, she didn't say sorry. No? Oh, my gosh. That's my computer. 
Phil. Well, off your Compe- game. Competing sponsor commercial <laughs> popping up. What do you think Connect wow. what do you think Connect Dad's up to? Maybe he's more on your side. Never heard from Connect Dad ever. Was that tough growing up? <laughs> <laughs> you never heard from Connect Dad. Connect Mom, for the record, for people who are just listening here, uh, reached out on Twitter. I think she lives in Vancouver. Is that right? She's in Canada. Vancouver Canucks. That's what I oh. I just associated with that. And uh, I view a Canuck more as just like a Canadian mascot in general. Well, I think a Canuck means a person from Canada, right? You're a Canuck. If I've got the right account, it says Alberta. Alberta, sorry. How many Canuck Cal- moms can there be? Maybe she lives in uh, Calgary? Ooh, this, Flames? according to uh, dictionary.com, it means a Canadian, parentheses, sometimes derogatory in U.S. use, and oh. parentheses. I don't maybe use it we that should. way. <laughs> <laughs> I personally maybe, don't use it that way. We shouldn't have said any of this. Anyway, oh. um, she suggested on Twitter that maybe Emily, a fellow Canuck, uh, would... God. Oh my God! How dare you! Oh How dare you! I suggested that wow. um, she replace me because uh, maybe she'd be funnier than I am, but that's impossible. Why is that impossible? You, you know why it's impossible. I'm really funny. Oh, got it. <laughs> you know that. You're you know something. That. You know it. Yeah. All right. I. Uh, do we have anything else we wanted to talk about? You're in charge of the Did rundown, he? aren't you? I think uh, uh, Swanson just came back. He was painting a picture over at... Uh, it's community you, time. Community time. Uh, community time. Swanson. Community time. <laughs> yeah, we need some community music. <laughs> yeah, we do. We need a little theme. I think yeah. I think Eric maybe just supplied us with some. Yeah, we can play that in the future. Yeah, exactly. Eric's getting on GarageBand. He's going to make a little, little composition. <laughs> John Tesh, a little John Tesh, maybe round ball rock. I don't think you have the rights to use that. Yeah, I, I, it probably sounded like I was actually playing it, but that was just acapella. Oh, yeah, wow, yeah, impressive. Yeah, I know. You should go on uh, like one of those singing shows, Mass Singer, singer. very popular, Mass Singer. Yes, Eric. You don't know what that is? Mass? Masked. 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 I can understand you, Swanson. Phil's. Masked. Little... <laughs> Got it. Anyway, uh, Swanson, tell, <laughs> us about, tell us about your painting. <laughs> no painting. Uh, we went over to uh, UC Health. Uh, we had about maybe nine players. Ooh. Go out to there. What kind of players? Uh, who, who is there? An array of players. Uh, Justin <laughs> Simmons. Ray? Who's Ray? Array? I don't know who Ray. God. You two are unbearable sometimes. Who, who else went? <laughs> Justin Simmons? Uh, Kareem Jackson. Um, let me think about it. Are you, you said you there was nine Tim, of them. You Tim paid Patrick. close attention. <laughs> Tim Patrick. He's not even on the active roster. He's hurt. He's, he's still he's part still of the on, team. Is he on the active roster or is he on IR? Nope. You literally know zero about the roster. Literally? I like that's how I like to say it. I literally, correct. Yeah. Uh, Noah Fant was there. Noah Fant first yeah. career touchdown. First career touchdown. Yeah. First career hospital visit. And uh, I don't believe that's true. Uh, yeah, at Iowa, I'm pretty sure they go there. Well, he also yeah, had a touchdown in college, Swanson. See? First career. I NFL thought we touchdown. were just talking about the hospital. First visit, NFL okay? hospital visit. Yeah. There you Gosh. go. Okay. Also, but that's, also, you that's probably not true either. You can't trust anything Eric says. So. Anyway, what happened yeah. at uh, Phil's UCL? a really good reporter. Yeah. Well, we're gearing up yeah. for Fight Like a Bronco, which uh, the Broncos do to support uh, all people who are uh, fighting cancer. Um, so they went out to, to meet some patients and, you know, just say hello and uh, talk to them and hand them out uh, some, uh, some Broncos gear and sign some things and just hopefully, uh, you know, brighten their day a little bit. So it was pretty cool to see. That's a cool deal. Yeah, I, I like going uh, covering that every year, taking some photos. So, yeah. Oh, photos. <laughs> photos, which also f- fall under A. I, I do believe they're an art, so A. So now you take the film somewhere like a few <laughs> hundred miles away 
to a dark room and they'll develop them and then six to eight did weeks Did you shoot now, film or we'll did you shoot them. digital? I shot digital. Wow. Is everything okay? <laughs> well, we need them a little bit sooner. Got it. I see. That's good. I like that. And what else is going on in the community? Any any other shout outs? Ooh. Let's see. Chris Harris Jr. Yeah. has his coats for a cause. Oh, yeah. Cause that's right. Today. Yeah. That's right. Fundraiser good. tonight? Yeah. Good deal. Tonight, we don't say tonight. Uh, we say September 30th. Oh, sorry. Finish it tonight. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I think that might be it for the community this week, right? Yeah, I believe so. Um, I don't have the, the schedule in front of me. But Liz Manis schedule. Yeah, that's that's up in the office. Yeah. Shout out Liz Manis. Shout out Liz Manis. Uh, puts together a nice schedule every week for the community. I love that schedule. It's a great. <laughs> Eric is a big fan of schedules in general, so. It's true. NFL schedule, community schedule. Sometimes I try to predict which players will be at each community event for the rest of the year. You do that? It, well, it's similar to like guessing the schedule for the NFL season. You're like you're like the anti-Fangio message because Fangio's like, we're just going to try and focus on winning this game. But Eric, Eric's like living in the November world. You're like, okay, if this happens and then this happens and this happens, we still got a chance. I try to be a ray of positivity. Who's Ray? I don't know. Swanson was just telling us about him. Ray posit- A Ray positivity. That's who you try to be? Yeah. Love Ray positivity. <laughs> no, but I, I mean, I do that because it's easier to live in a world where you're 4-4 four and four than 0-4. Oh so you're predicting that the Broncos will win the next four? I am not. Oh. It's just easier to live in that world. Correct. It, well, it actually would be easier to live in a world where the Broncos are 4-0. and oh. Yeah, that's true, too. Why stop there? Interesting. Because we've only played four games. Yeah. So it would be hard to be 5-0 and if you've only played four games. That's true. Uh, is that it if for the shout-outs? worlds, then you know, why, why not be the only 5-0 and team when everyone else plays four games? Well, I don't. We I, c- should, I can, can only hear can, half of what you're saying. Yeah, could you cut off his <laughs> mic, please? Thank you. <laughs> Turning off Swanson. <laughs> I... So what else? Uh, any other shout-outs here before we uh, wrap up this edition of the Neutral Zone? It's International Podcast Day. Oh, shout-out to all our listeners. Yes. Wouldn't it actually be a shout-out to us? Well, We're the ones we, making the podcast. Yeah, but we appreciate the listenership. That's true. We without appreciate them, all the fans. But I would say, like, without them, there is no podcast, but there literally still would be a podcast. Because we did this podcast for many weeks where there were no listeners. Except Emily's parents. <laughs> no, I'm talking, I'm talking when they were in the refrigerator box. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's true. When it was raining. Exactly. Remember that? And then 911 came. Yeah. 911 <laughs> can't come anywhere. The, like the firefighters showed up. The police showed up. No, 911 literally came. No, I don't think yeah. so. That's just, those are just three numbers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think um, Liz Manis listened. I will say uh, we are now on Spotify. Um, upon further exciting. review, we might not be on Spotify. No, I think we're on Spotify. Ben Swanson. I saw it the other day. Yeah, he assured me. Um, I'm currently looking it up and cannot find it. Swanson. Oh, never you, mind. I found it. You found it? Ben Swanson oh, fixed it. How can uh, people find it on Spotify? You type in Broncos Audio Zone. Just in the uh-huh. Spotify search bar, uh-huh. it's the only thing that comes up. It's got a nice little audio zone logo with a horse and a microphone and some headphones. Can you try? Can you go as deep as Connor McGahey does at the beginning of our? Uh, at the be- You're listening to. Oh, I see. The Broncos Audio Zone. Probably can you try not. That? Try it. You're listening to the Broncos Audio Zone. That was pretty good. Swanson, you get it. You care to give it a shot? Let's see. Yep, turn your mic back on before you do it. There you go. You're listening to the Broncos Audio Zone. Okay. That's pretty good. And Emily? Emily? Turn her mic on. There we it go. Is on. Can I pass? No, you no, cannot. No, you got to give it a shot. <laughs> as deep as possible. You're listening to the Broncos Audio Zone. Oh, nice work, Emily. Thank you. Emily, try it. Give, yeah. it, give it a go. <laughs> Do I have to? Yes. I really don't <laughs> want to. 
What it's are you part, it's part of the about? podcast experience. Yeah, that's true. You're listening to Broncos on Kill the Mic. The, br- the br- mic turned okay. off. Okay. Ooh. We'll, we'll fix that in post. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. we'll fix that in post. It's gonna sound really nice. Uh, other than Spotify, where else can any? Or can oh the, boy, Swanson, you wanna you wanna do this part? Well, you can go onto iTunes. Of course. Yep. And there's, I think, Stitcher. Stitcher. Yep. Ooh. What's the other one? I don't use the other. Tune in. You're fired. You're fired. Mike Dunn. Tune in. And then you can also, of course, listen to it on QuickTime Player. Yep. Windows Media Player. Cassette tape. Yep. And um, and vinyl. CD. Vinyl. You know, I was at the, the uh, Pearl Street Farmer's Market the other day. You ever been there? Oh, no. Usually I work all the time. <laughs> so I'm not, I never go to farmer's markets. Got it. Well, tell me, what is you it know like? What, do you know what a farmer's market is? A nice autumnal uh, farmer's market? Autumnal. Do you, you know pick what up a, some pumpkin and squash? Do you know what a farmer's market is, though? I do. Okay, so imagine a farmer's market. Uh, at the end of one of the rows, they've got like an old record store type place, like a little tent set up with really old records. In the farmer's market? Correct. Farmers what, love they vinyl. Farm? <laughs> 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 love that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Where is, is that a Colorado vinyl? Like, Or did they bring that from like Nebraska? Where it was it grown? It is GMO, I think. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Swanson, anti-GMO. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, I was flipping through these records. They had the first episode of The Neutral Zone really? on one of the vinyls. Really? Yeah. What I'm, surprised, I'm actually surprised to hear that, but you found it. I know. How much did it sell for? <laughs> uh, they were asking like 25 bucks. I mean, that's kind of like, you know, old Bruce Springsteen, the Eagles, Beatles, Elvis. It's all like 25. Everything else is lower. Who are all those people you're just naming? Beatles? Uh, we'll yeah, we'll uh, kind of explain that to you later on. Very interesting. Okay, well, that's uh, that's where you can listen to the uh, the podcast. Yeah, I know too. Exactly. Surprising. It would be nice if we could have got that. You should have bought that. Oh, I did. It's you in can, my house. Okay. Well, we should frame it and put it up here in the studio. We can do that. Yeah, or maybe just take a picture and tweet it out. I can do that as that well. That would be nice. Yeah, I look forward to seeing that uh, at Eric Delala. With an A. With an A. Well, Very actually, strange. actually, two A's. Nope, three A's. Yeah, but it starts with an A. That's true. Which is really weird. Shout out to Gail. That's true. For Thanks, the A. Gail. Gail probably won't be hearing this. She's abroad. Neutral zone, I don't think you can listen to internationally. Wait, what? <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Jeez. She's overseas. Oh, <laughs> got it. That was rude. I do think you can listen to this overseas. Are you sure? Yeah, it's International Podcast Day. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. We should go by celebrating at the International House of Pancakes. Yes. <laughs> Sponsorship rub. That's why we're so good. You can finish my sentences. I know. It's just a, <laughs> the best friend connection here on the neutral zone. Yes. Best friends. It's beautiful. Okay, so at Eric Dalala, uh, I'm at Phil Milani. Sorry, Gail, if I yeah, that was if I seemed rude. Yeah, wasn't the intention. Um, ben Swanson's Twitter handle cardboard Gerald. Very strange. Yeah, that's a little weird. We'll get into that little on the next hour weird. of the neutral zone. Yeah, a little bit weird. That's on Patreon. And, that's um, one of the exclusives. What? Huh? Nah, you don't know what Patreon is? Okay, is that the extended version of the neutral zone. Patreon is where people like pay for exclusive podcasts and other things. Got it. And so the I don't joke, think we're on there just yeah, yet. That was the that was the joke. People no, would want to pay for that. People pay for the neutral people, zone. Yeah, yes. we get some. We get Phil we and get I get kickback yeah, all royalties. the time. <laughs> exactly. The where, Conan podcast. Where's the? Oh, oh my god. That's one of my favorite podcasts. Where's the money really going? He's uh, trying to uh, buy a beach house or pay off his beach house. So I'm not. We're not quite there yet. I'm just trying to buy a house. Yeah, exactly. If this it's at Denver the beach, market better. is out of control. <laughs> Podcast supervisor, they don't make what they used to. <laughs> it's a changing landscape. Uh, and then at Emily Samanskis, is that the? That's easy. Yeah. Samanskis, you can spell that yourself. You know how to yeah, do it. Sound that. it out. Yeah. Very simple. And then, uh, yeah. So um, 
Let's see. Uh, to recap what we talked about here, the big news on Monday from UC Health Training Center, Bradley Chubb out for the season with a partially torn ACL. But Vic Fangio says no pity party in the NFL. The Broncos are re- regrouping and moving forward, but they got to try and fix the running game, which gave up 269 yards on the ground to the Jacksonville Jaguars. A frustration mounting reports of some yelling in the locker room. Vic Fangio says he'll address that, and uh, the Broncos try to turn it around by focusing one week at a time. Focus now all on trying to beat the L.A. Chargers. That's true. You know what I like about a uh, pretty good recap right there. It was nice. You know what I like about the pity party thing? I think of like it's Vic's party and he won't cry if he doesn't want to. But he can if he wants. to. Exactly. But he won't because he doesn't want to. No, there's no pity. Swanson, can you try to as an artist that kind of makes you like yeah, a, you could have to a mascada singer as well. A mascada. Could you try to sing that? <laughs> it, That's true. No, no, no. We'll have much more on okay. uh, the game with the L.A. Chargers coming up later on uh, with our second podcast of the week. Hopefully you've picked up on the routine here Monday afternoon, Thursday afternoon. That's when we're trying Friday mornings. There we go. Friday mornings. Monday afternoon. Monday afternoons. What do you do from like Monday evening until Friday morning when you don't have neutrals to listen to? What do I do? Nothing. I just cry. Yeah. Yeah, I just, it's sort of a sad void. If you had a party and you cried, wouldn't that make it kind of awkward for everybody else? Well, you could cry out of happiness too. You oh. can do whatever you want. That's the bottom line is yeah, if it's true. your birthday, you can do whatever you want. I don't think anyone specified it was the birthday, right? It's my birthday and I can cry. No, that's not the song. To. It's my party and I'll cry if I want to. You would cry too if it happened to you. Is it my party or is it birthday? It just uh, says party. Wow. Maybe I just assumed that it was a birthday party. <laughs> Phil cried a lot at his birthday party growing up. Yeah. <laughs> Where's your favorite birthday party as a kid? Mine was at like a, um, uh, like a water world type of place. What is that? You went like to a, see the movie water world? No, 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 no. Is that like a bathtub? slides and uh, all kinds of wave pool, that kind of stuff. Ten, oh, I turned oh, 10. Oh, oh. Uh-oh. Verse 3, she says, oh, what a birthday surprise. See? Okay. I, I did not just make that up. Okay. okay. Thank point, you. Point, Phil. I totally point redeemed Phil. myself. It was like fact, half fact of a check. point. <laughs> totally redeemed myself. Uh, my favorite was uh, miniature golf. Yeah. You know who's the best at miniature golf around here? Me. That is true. I'll accept that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. We don't want to revisit the one we did in Seattle, do we? No. Yeah. But we did one one time uh, at the Pro Bowl in Orlando. All right, Tony Jackson. Jackson. Right. Right. Here in the neutral zone. <laughs> and, uh, I think I still have that scorecard upstairs. I don't know what you're talking about. Yep. Okay, I think that's going to do it for uh, us here on this Monday afternoon uh, for Ben Swanson, Emily Smanskis, Eric Dalala, I'm Phil Milani, and you've been listening to uh, The The Neutral Neutral Zone. Zone.